Why, it doesn't make sense why, to him. Why, okay? Why is because she randomly getting upset? Like, it's, I not yes, it's not yes, random. It's not random. It's not random when you can see the whole thing. But as an individual, like you can't see everything. You can't Y'all, see Y'all, he is lying. Because looks. we were watching this and he was honestly like looking at me like, do you know why she's mad? I'm like, yeah, I know why she's mad. The better question is, do you know why she's mad? He's like, no, I don't know why she's mad. I don't think he did anything wrong. That is the problem. Hi, you guys. We are the Otaku Couple. I am Mrs. Otaku. And I'm Mr. Otaku. And this is the I'd Rather Anime Podcast number 26. This is your place to catch up on all things anime, new and old, with a lovely addition of our opinions, thoughts, and banter. We know you could be doing other things, and we're glad that you'd rather anime with us. So, we're just going to jump right into this, and we're going to talk about One Piece. Yes, we're going to talk about One Piece, episode 871. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Fun fact, you guys, this is our third time doing this. We've mm-hmm, had mm-hmm. two failures. Mm-hmm, third mm-hmm. time's the charm. Hopefully, because I really don't want to have to do this again. All right, let's try this again. <laughs> and it's kind of weird, because I don't want to say the same thing that I've already said twice. All right, then you're going to just say something different. Okay. All right. So, um, this episode of One Piece was uh, the fight between Luffy and Katakuri is finally over. Um, spoiler alert, Luffy won. I mean... I did not see that coming, you guys. I was so surprised. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We all were. We shocked. I know. I was just shook to my core. But yeah, but Luffy won. Um, and that's pretty much what happened. It just oh. showed that Luffy won. And oh, the Pudding Sanji moment. Pudding Sanji moment. Okay, so if you ship Pudding and Sanji, because I kind of do, even though she's like evil... And she's, not a straw hat. She's but she's evil. technically a pirate. She, she's a uh, sundue area. She's, just, she's very conflicted, you guys. I feel like Pudding is probably a sweet person, but she's got so much mental trauma from like being like the hunter's daughter and uh, the daughter of an emperor of a sea who's also abusive and literally using her entire existence to better her own position in life. You know, I'm pr- and being mocked for having a third eye... I'm sure that comes with a lot of mental trauma. So, you know, all things considered, I think Sanji and Pudding would have made a really cute couple. Honestly. I think they would have too. I still think they could. They could get together. No, they can't because. I mean, not right now, but you know. But she took his memory. Spoiler alert for Spoiler. people who don't read the manga. Well, they were but... going to show that. But yeah, yes, but they haven't shown it yet. They don't not gonna show that for like another fifteen episodes. No, that happened in the same moment in the manga. Like you well, see her, you see her walking away, clipping his memories right after she kisses him. Yes, that's not no, babe. You do see that after you see him see them kiss, but you don't see them kiss in the beginning. You see it just how they showed in the manga. Now they don't show that scene until after it's all said and done, and they're doing the end part, the stuff with like katakuri and brulee and stuff like that it was around that time when they flashed back to show what really happened with the rest okay, of okay well spoiler alert she cuts sanji's memory out after she kisses him boom sorry yep you're welcome <laughs> um <laughs> anyway as i was pointing out they're not gonna end up together but i think it would have been great because of all the women that Sanji has met, Pudding was probably going to be the only one who would have actually gone with him and become a member of the Straw Hats. You know, assuming that Luffy would invite her, which he probably wouldn't, but, you know. Yeah, but I don't think... I don't know. We'll talk about it when the episode comes. 
Okay. She's the 35th daughter of the Charlotte family, by the way. Does it matter? After the second or the third, like, can you imagine being the 35th daughter and you're still a middle child? Like, problems. Yeah. No, you're not even a middle child. If you're the 35th, you're like one of the older kids. <laughs> you're one of the older kids in the family. You're the top 50. Well, no, she's not in the top 50. She's actually the 76th child. She's just the 35th daughter. Okay, see, that's problems. Yeah. That's problems. Yeah, that's real messed up. Um, but, uh... So, yeah, One Piece this week was great. We got glimpses of everybody. Um, quick recap. Sanji and Pudding have their little moment that I just spoiled for you. You're welcome. Um, Luffy finally beats Katakuri and he lands on his back. For, like, the first time in the entire anime. Yep. Peckham shows up in disguise. Not a very good disguise, guys, because even Luffy realized who he was. He is a talking animal. I'm just saying. He's I a mean, talking animal. Look, Luffy is the He's one. He's a talking animal. Luffy is the one that still doesn't know <laughs> the difference between Sniper King and Usopp. <laughs> so, 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 I'm Fair saying Peckham's disguise has to be pretty bad. Anyway, um... He's a talking animal. I mean, how many of those are just walking around? I can tell you. Only two, because the third one, unfortunately, blew himself up to save Shaw Hat. Which is why the second one is there. The third one's on a ship. There are mix all over the place. But let's, let's, let's not... <coughs> let's, Sorry. Let's not go through that. Um... So yes, Luffy beat Katakuri as I was giving my recap and was interrupted. Alright, I'm gonna stop interrupting you. Go ahead. <laughs> Okay, um, and then we also have Big Mom, who is still chasing this freaking cake. Still chasing. Still chasing. And we also have Luffy and crew, not Luffy, Luffy's crew, right? Nami, Chopper, Brooke, Jimbe, additional carrot. We don't know if she's going to be part of the crew yet or not, or if she's just, you know, a tag along like Vivi. And, um, yeah, I love how they have this whole moment where they're like, Oh crap. Does Luffy know the time? Where's Brulee? Is he gonna remember to get Brulee? Because otherwise he's just gonna be trapped in there. He is not the type of person to plan this out. So it goes smoothly. Yeah, but you know, in the end they're like, hey, we'll just have faith in our captain. And I think that's all that really matters. I mean, honestly, what else are they gonna do? Yeah. But um they're gonna draw out this thing for like several more episodes in the anime. I believe so that. we can draw out this conversation for several more uh, episodes of the podcast. And uh, we'll just move on. So, Black Clover. Noelle and Asta. Yes, Noelle and Asta were in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> I drew a blank, you guys. Noelle blew Asta away, and so she's he so, is. So she went looking for him. She went looking for him, and he ended up with Yami and the the, the guy, praying mantis, praying mantis guy. guy. The leader of the praying mantises, uh, Jack, Jack the, the Ripper. Ripper. And um, they're, they're intense, you guys. But, like, it, it's intense in, like, a comical way. Because the last episode, they kind of alluded, like, they're going to be in this massive fight. But really, they're, like, um, who do they remind me of? They kind of remind me of, like, maybe, like, Deku and Bakugo now, since, since the fight. 
maybe? Oh, I don't know. Um, there are plenty of other comparisons, but I can't think of any right now either. I can't really but, think of any right but now. But regardless, hey, fun. Hey, while you're listening, go ahead and tweet us an example of somebody who, you know, is all argumentative with another person, but they're not really tie, trying to kill each they're other. They're not really trying to kill each other, but they're always arguing. They're always fighting. They're always arguing. They can't get along for anything. Yeah. So it's just like, and then they start having this fight and it's over whether Yami squid is better than the other guys. Uh, meat. Meat. And they just literally call it meat. We yeah, have they, no idea where this meat came meat from. But um, it, is, it is what it is. Yeah. So they go through this whole fight where they're, First, they're trying to be like, okay, we'll see who can sell the most. And then they're like, they're doing this game. And there's an anime where it's like, they play this game where I don't know what kind of game it is. It's not a child's game that I've ever played, but it looks similar to Rock, Paper, Scissors, except you say, look this way. And then if you look that way, you lose. Yeah. Or something like that. Yeah, so they play a bunch of little crazy little games like that. And eventually they end up just like, hey, go get Fenrir and, uh, they go to a different place and they get ready to fight and of course the wizard king is there or whatever in secret looking at him uh-huh and uh he stops them from killing each other which is important because yami is about to do this dimensional slice on this guy yeah. and noel is the only one who's like um so this might be a bad idea because like if he's successful and knowing this dimensional slice of what it can do he's probably going to be successful somebody's about to get seriously hurt and um yeah if the knights are hurt then the kingdom is vulnerable and then anybody who wants to attack can so this is probably not a good idea somebody should stop them yeah and so the wizard king does so the wizard king stops them or whatever and fun fact apparently the wizard king has the ability to stop time for people that's really op that explains why he's the wizard king yeah i mean but we've seen this power before have we we have. He stopped time? Yes. he. It's his uh, binding thing where you put them in a circle. We've seen this before. He did it with Asta when he was like super wounded. Yeah, but I didn't realize he was stopping time. Well, that's there. why he didn't die on the way back to the kingdom. Okay. Well, <laughs> I didn't realize he was stopping time. He could have been healing magic, stasis magic. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. And then There's <laughs> endless possibilities. but There are, but... But the- now we know he's literally stopping time. For mm-hmm. sure. For sure. For individuals. That's it's very, very OP. And no one realizes that's what he's doing. So that's yeah. kind of cool too. But um, anyway, Yami and Jack the Ripper, quote unquote, fight it out. And then they go back to their stalls and they're all chummy chummy. And Jack the Ripper's like, oh, hey, your squid's pretty good. And Yami's like, oh, hey, your meat's pretty good. And then they have some shaved ice. And then somebody says something about, okay, let's just make it a draw. And then they start throwing out these random numbers for, okay, this counts as so many wins. It starts small, like 39 wins, and then it's like 120 wins, and then it's like 300 and something wins, and now it's up to like 547 wins. 547 wins, zero losses, and one time. And then they start fighting again. Um, Asta tries to stop Yami, and then Yami throws him super far. Yeah, it's very, it's very tropey. Which but. leads us to probably what the next arc is going to be because there's this really pretty lady there. Yeah, which I think is the uh, it's one of the other Magic Knight captains with makeup on. But um, we'll we'll find out later. Um, moving on, we spent a lot of time on One Piece of Black over this episode. Oh snap! Okay, so let's get a move on. All right, so let's move on to our weekly anime. Boop, boop. Uh, Even though this is also our weekly anime. But they just never end. 
Yeah, yeah. Those are ongoing, never-ending anime, and now we're going to our winter 2019 anime. Winter 2019. Um, first off, uh, let's talk about the rising of the shield hero and what happened this week. Rising of the shield hero was so like emotionally intense for me this week. Yes. <laughs> Let me tell you, like how they forced him into that duel was just ridiculously uncalled for, and it's like. Okay, let's tell them about the duel first. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Let's go ahead. Go ahead. Let's okay. tell them to set it up. Set up the situation. All right, you know, so, basically, <laughs> so basically... So <clears throat> basically... I can't talk. I'm sorry, you guys. <clears throat> okay, there we go. There we go. All right. So basically what happens is we have Nafumi, right? It's after the wave, and he's just saved all of these villagers or whatever... They go back to the king's castle for a feast and to get their reward. And of course, Nafumi's like, I don't even want to be here. Like, I'm just here to pick up my reward and, like, dip. But um, his slave girl, I can never remember her name. But his slave girl, she's like, let's try to have a good time or whatever. And then she tries to, I guess, feed him or whatever. And then the douchebag knight, the spear knight from the very beginning, who accused him of being a rapist, basically is just like hey, you're keeping a slave demi-human. That's immoral. We're from a different world and we know slavery is wrong. And Nafumi's like, eh, but we're in a different world and it's not illegal in this world, so mind your own business. And so he goes, Spear Dude goes total Shokugeki, uh, Akashic Records. He <laughs> takes off his glove and he yes. throws it at Nafumi. And he's like, I challenge you to a duel. And when, yeah. I, when I win, you have to release her and blah, 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 blah. And Nafumi's like, okay, so if I win, what do I get? And he's like, I'll leave you alone. And Nafumi's like, eh, I'll pass. I'll pass. He's you like, want me to fight you and I don't even get, get anything? anything? Like, I'm Bruh. Like, no. Bye. So Nafumi's like, I'm done. I don't even care about the reward. I'm out. And then the king shows up and he's like, I order you to participate in this duel. Because keeping a slave demi-human is immoral. And pause for a second right here, right? You are the king of this nation. You can outlaw slavery. So if you think it's so immoral, why are you allowing it to happen in your kingdom? Let's think about this for a moment. Hmm? Anyway, he forces Nafumi to take part of the duel or whatever. And what happens is kind of crazy. So of course, Nafumi is winning because... He's used to having to fight uphill battles. He's used to having pretty much to fight alone. So he's using his shield and he basically tells him, he's like, you know what? You have a spear, but you lost the moment your invincible spear couldn't pierce through my invincible shield. Yeah. And then he proceeds to like kick his tail all up and down the battlefield. And of course, the woman that he was accused of supposedly raping uses wind magic, interferes with the sacred duel, and... The other guy, quote unquote, wins. wins. And Nafumi's like, hey, you cheated. All of y'all saw her do it. Don't pretend like you didn't see it. And nobody says anything. <clears throat> and then Nafumi basically, he just breaks down. He's like, I didn't ask to be here. I didn't want to be here. You're about to free my slave. And I'm not going to have anybody to fight with me. She's going to leave me. Like, y'all are just horrible people. I didn't want to be here. I just want to go home. This sucks. So he basically just goes into, like, this dark cloud or whatever. And he activates 
a curse. Yeah, on some type shield. some type of curse on this shield activates because he's like so depressed and And basically the curse is basically like depression. He can't hear any of the positive things yeah. that anybody else says. And while all this is happening, we find out that um the redheaded evil girl, I mean I'm calling her a girl, but in my mind I called her something much, much ruder. But um <clears throat> basically we find out that she's the princess yeah. of the kingdom, which is why everyone believed her and why in the first episode he had to go back to the kingdom and everybody believed her over Nafumi and yada yada yada. I think her name is Mine or something like that. Mine? I think so. I think that's what the spear guy calls her. Yeah, something like that. <clears throat> but um, anyway, we find out she's a princess and that all of this was a setup because for whatever reason, the royals do not like the shield hero. And we find out that the spear hero who's like the older blonde guy who all the girls like, basically we find out that um, he's completely clueless and dumb. Yeah, and he's been manipulated by the girl and he doesn't even realize it. Right. So he's not actually a bad person. He's just stupid. He's just stupid. Mm-hmm. And so... But yeah, this whole time though, where all this was going on, first of all, they pretty much bound and gagged the slave girl mm-hmm. or whatever so she couldn't talk or do anything. Or whatever, and they like they, her. and they they pretty much just kidnapped her and didn't ask her anything or whatever. And, and then they, when she tried to talk, they're basically like, "Oh, you poor girl, you're under a curse where you have to defend your master." She's like, "No, what are you talking about? Like, I want to be with him." Yeah, but they they wouldn't take, they wouldn't believe her or anything, and they basically bound and gagged her so she couldn't talk. And it was like they they were just doing all some crazy stupid stuff. And then when it was all said and done, they freed her or whatever. And, and the first thing she did was turn on them like, "Are y'all dumb?" dumb. And then he go, <laughs> and then she goes right back to him anyway. Mm-hmm. Like, like she's like, "I don't need to be your slave, or whatever." Comforts him, and they have this real touching emotional moment. touching moment. And yeah, she's still part of his team, and it she's, breaks the curse. And she's basically like, "How many times have I told you? It doesn't matter where you go through. Like, if we have to go to the pits of hell, I am going with you." You are my shield. I am your sword. We are together. And he's just like, Nafumi just breaks down because he's like, okay, so there is someone in this world who is not against me. And she's like, I heard the rumors. I heard them say that you're a rapist and that you're this and you're that. She's like, I didn't care because that's not the person that I know. And she's like, I don't care if everybody else in the world says that you're a bad person. I will continue to tell every single one of them that they are wrong, you know? And it was just like, it was so touching and it was so intense. Like the fight was so intense. And I don't know if it was just like the music or the way it was done, but it, like it, I, my heart was, was beating e- so fast. It was emotional. At the end of this episode, I was just like, whoa. But my favorite part kind of was when the other heroes, the sword hero and the, um, the bow hero, they came up and they schooled the spear guy because he, like he said, we said he won the duel, but they came up and they were like, nah, you didn't win that. You lost. You lost. Like, she was over there using her win magic and she cheated. Mm-hmm. Like, Mafumi had you beat. Like, you were done. Like, Left or right, no questions asked. You were, you lost that battle. Yeah, you lost and that. he was like, but the nobles. And they're just like, she's the princess. The king told the nobles not to say anything, but go look at their eyes. They know the truth. And that just kind of shattered everything for the spear hero because he was really like beefing himself up, like, "Oh, I did it! You're no match for me. I came back and it was an underdog win." Like, and they're like, "Nah, mm-hmm. y- y- you were done." 
Yeah, like he wants to be honorable and he wants to be a good guy, but he's he's so easily manipulated. Yeah. So, like I said, I, this this one was really intense. If you haven't been watching the Shield Hero, I would highly recommend it. Like it's kind of intense, an intense emotional investment, but it's it's worth it. Honestly, it's definitely worth it. But speaking of emotional investment and intense. Ah! The promise Neverland. Oh my gosh. Okay, so it's, can I talk? Because I've been talking ahead. a lot, so you can talk if you want to, but I want to talk. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Talk okay, talk. so the promise Neverland. Okay, is I am so invested. This is easily my favorite anime of this season, and so we have we have Ray, Emma, and Norman, right? So they're if you. Okay, if you haven't watched Promise Neverland, this would be a good time to stop because I'm about to spoil the crap out of this. Yes, and you do not want to be spoiled for this one. You really don't. So. Okay, that was my waiting time. Yeah. So we have Ray, Emma, and Norman, right? They're trying to get away. They're trying to come up with a plan. They've been teaching the kids how to play tag. And so they're like, hey, you know, just the three of us, we're going to need somebody else to lead the kids. Otherwise, the groups are going to be too big and we're not going to be able to, you know, basically save everybody. So they're like, let's go ask two of the older kids. I think it was Don and Gilda. Let's go ask them if they want to help us or if they will help us. And they already know that one of the kids is a spy, right? And so the whole time, the anime is like dropping hints that Gilda is the one who's the traitor. Gilda is spying on them and reporting back to mom, right? So they approach them and they tell them the whole truth. They leave out the part where the kids are being killed. Then they just tell them that they're not being adopted. They're being taken by the monsters. And they give, Norman gives them this false hope that... That they're not dead. That they're not dead. That they can still save them. And Ray approaches him and he's like, why would you tell them that? Like, tell them the truth. And he's like, you know, we still know that somebody's a traitor among us. So I'm not telling them everything. And so Norman tells Ray, okay, so I told them both separate things. If one of them is the traitor, then we'll know. I told, I told um, Gilda that there's a rope in the roof. And I told Don that there is a rope to escape underneath my bed. You know, if one of them goes missing, then I know that who that person is the traitor. Yep. It sounds like a sound plan, right? And he explains to Ray, like, we got to outsmart mom because she's going to be watching us. Right? Mm -hmm. And then we have go through the whole episode thinking Gilda's the traitor. Because yep. she even goes to like the other caretaker, the crazy one. Yes. Um, what's her name? Sister Crone. He, yeah. uh, he, he, she, 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 yeah. she goes to her room in the middle of the night and Emma sneakily like goes and follows her. Because she's like, Why are you leaving during the middle of the night? And basically, Sister Crone was trying to get Gilda to be a spy for her. And she was like, I know you've been talking to Emma, Norman, and Ray. What did they tell you? And basically, Sister Crone basically shows her hand to Gilda. And, and Gilda pretty much denies it and walks away. Because she honestly doesn't know anything other than what they told, like, told her that day. And she's just like, me and Emma had a fight. And we weren't talking like we used to. But I fixed it up. We're, we're good now. So yeah. leave me alone. And then... But before this happens, we see mom get a note that says Norman Rope Bed, right? Mm -hmm. And yep. we think, oh no, it's, it's her. It's, it's Don. So it must be Don that's the thing. 
No, I thought. See what I thought when I read it was, I was like, "Oh, Gilda's smart. She so, so she slid she, it up under like she, she heard Gilda heard what what he what he, he told, told Don, Don and, and she, she was she trying said, to frame him to get the suspicion off of her. And then she went to go talk to Sister Crone because it was a paper that passed the mom. Mm-hmm. So, so Emma we didn't wouldn't see who actually put it down. Right, and I was thinking, okay, Emma wouldn't have seen that. And if she's gonna go talk to Crone, that would have been. If Emma was eavesdropping like she did, she wouldn't have suspected anything, right? And then, of course, they're hugging at the end, and they're like, thank you, Gilda. You know, I knew that I could trust you or whatever. And then, at the end, we see Norman. They, they, they check the, they, Norman goes and he checks the Norman spots. Norman and Ray both Norman go. and Ray, they go check the spots. And the First rope is still they check the roof. And they the, still rope is still there. All right, they check the bed, and the rope is gone. So, at this point, you're like... Man, so it really had to have been Dom, but Dom seemed like he was so dumb. I don't. It doesn't right. make sense. Like Dom, do, Dom does not seem like he has the the mental capacity to be sneaky, double crossy because he doesn't have the mental capacity to keep up with with them, and that's shown throughout all the previous episodes. Like he is not on yeah. their level. Yeah. So, and then once Norman sees that the rope is missing, he stands up. He looks at Ray. And he says, so, so you're, you're the, the traitor, traitor Ray. Oh, and we were just like, oh. And then it dawned on me. He's like, he probably didn't tell the other two anything. anything. He probably didn't tell the other two anything. The he probably only- trusted both the other two off the jump and knew that the most likely traitor would have been Ray. Ray in the first, first place. place. Because, and you know what, that makes sense because, you know, if mom was going to have a spy, she'd probably go for one of the smarter ones, which means Emma and Norman already know the truth, which means the only person... Who could? Who's smart enough to even have a chance at manipulating them or seeing them? And not getting caught. That's the biggest thing. Yeah. To see and report back and not get caught would be Ray. Yeah. And then there's also, you have to think about at the beginning, there's this whole time where Ray just watched them and he didn't interact with them. That was probably the time that mom pulled him aside. It was like, hey, go figure out what's going on with them. Because Ray being himself, he seems like the type of person to keep to himself anyway. So if Norman and Emma were excluding him, he seems like the type to not really care. But then all of a sudden he's like, okay, you guys, I know something is going on. Spill. Yeah. So, I'm sorry. I'm a little invested in The Promise Neverland. And I'm super hyped for the next episode. Yeah, I don't don't see how you couldn't be. But yeah, it was super hype. But the thing is, earlier in this episode, like, Norman already asked um, Emma, like, what do you want to do with the traitor? Like, do we still take them with us or what do we do? And Emma was like, I don't believe any of our brothers and sisters are bad people. It was like, like, we should take them with us. Oh, and she's the one who pointed out to Norman that... You know, the only reason that somebody would betray us is because they're promised to live if they spy on us. But the thing is, we're going to run away and we're going to get away with it. So whoever is left, they're not going to be able. Whoever's left is not going to be able. Is not going to be able (laughs) to live. To live. Sorry, you guys. I got stuck. Like, stuck, stuck, for real. <laughs> stuck in a time loop. I was. <laughs> All right. Uh, but, um, and then, then and then it dawned on Norman. Like, what? And then he goes and asks Ray. He's like, what would make someone betray their friends or their family? And Ray, without pretty much even a pause, he's like, well, if they were promised to live, 
then they would probably betray them. And then I think that's probably what tipped Norman off. Because if you think about it, mom wouldn't reveal her hand. She wouldn't tell the spy that, okay, if you don't tell me, you're going to die. She wouldn't do that. She would manipulate them a different way. So the fact that he said that they were promised to live, I think that sort of gives gives away that he was the traitor. Yeah. Uh, okay. So look, we can talk about this all day. I, I certainly can, but you yeah, let's let's keep moving. We have the row 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 row. Alright, um we're definitely running way over time for this episode, which is fine. Um I mean the rest but, of them are gonna go pretty quick. Um we'll see. Um <laughs> We'll but this one is going to go really quick. Are we watching this again next week? I mean, probably because the intro is dope. But the anime content is so lacking. Like, this episode was better than the last two episodes, but it still wasn't good. Like, it might bring this up to, like, a 4 out of 10. Yeah, I mean, basically what happened is you have Dororo. He, they come across, they're in a town, I guess. And uh, Hikimaru has the scent, has like, he can feel things, so he's just like standing out in the rain, feeling the rain on his skin, right? And we don't know what happened to the blind guy or the old monk guy or the priest or whatever. He's just gone. Mm -hmm. Um, They run into this guy who's got the sword who's basically possessing him to kill people. And they fight and defeat the guy and that demon was the one who took Hikimaru's hearing so he can hear after defeating the demon and honestly my my I guess qualm with Dororo is I'm not invested in it like it's just it's an interesting plot you know someone hunting down the demons who took all of his organs and he's every time he kills one of them he gets something back yeah like the, like the premise and everything in the show is good but the show itself is honestly it's not that entertaining i don't know enough about the characters to be invested because the only one who can actually talk and hear anything we don't know anything about them like what why is the show called dororo when it's not about him yeah it's not about him like, and we get so much information about characters who don't even matter like the swordsman we find out that the house that they're staying at, that that's her brother, and he was summoned by the army, and he didn't want to go, and they come from a rich family, and he had to leave his sister behind, and he didn't want to kill anyone, and then he got hold of the sword, and he just started killing people, and killing people, and killing people, and without the sword, he was nothing, and so he'd rather die with the sword than without it, and he left his sister behind again. Like, I don't care. He literally died at the end of the episode. I don't need this much about him. Just like you know, and even this episode, like the premise of it, like a sword has an evil demon in it, and it thirsts for blood. And once you grab onto the sword, it takes control of you and makes you start killing people. It sounds really good. Guy loses sword. Dororo picks up sword. Dororo and the guy I still don't know his name. Hikimaru. Hikimaru or whatever end up fighting, and he gets the sword away from him. Sword ends up back in the original guy's hand. The original guy dies. Alright, that actually is not necessarily a bad thing, but the way this anime is portrayed and the way the story goes, it's not entertaining. It's not engrossing. You don't feel invested. Like, this does nothing for me. And I say we should move on and stop wasting our time talking about it. So, Domestic Girlfriend. Episode number four. Domestic Girlfriend episode number four. Okay, so... 
I like Domestic Girlfriend, honestly. Basically, in this episode, we have um, Natsuo. And basically, um, Natsuo and Rui, I think that's how you say her name. Rui? Yeah. Um, they basically confront Hina, their older sister, about having an affair with this guy. And they just sit down and they're like, this is dumb. And then the, the guy that she's dating tries to like justify it like we started dating you know two years ago and I was married at the time and I approached her if that's what you're asking and he tries to be like all calm and casual like I had wanted to meet you guys but I didn't want it to be you know like Under this circumstances blah, and, then, blah, 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 blah. and then you see a glass of water just... no there's more to it than that okay go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. basically Natsuo was just not having it he was like what do you mean you want to meet the family of the woman you're having an affair with like this is that's not normal what about your wife is your wife okay with this how does your wife feel about this scenario and then he tries to justify it like things are not always as simple in reality and this is grown folks business and yada 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 and finally da, 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 a splash of water just just runs down this guy's face he just gets right in the middle of a restaurant Right? And we're thinking, okay, he just finished going off. It was him. Nope. It was Rui that threw the water first. She threw the water and, and ran out. It, it was it was epic. It was epic. And honestly, what I liked about that whole conversation is that even though they're high schoolers, I love that they were not taking any of his nonsense. And it really kind of showed you how immature Hina is and how simple-minded she is. At least in my opinion. Yeah. Because he's sitting here talking about He's not even alluding to the fact that he's even going to leave his wife. He's just saying, he actually turns to her in the middle of the conversation and he's like, you know, you understand that I can't just leave my my wife. Like, that's not how things work in reality. And basically he was like, look, I'm married and this situation works out for me and you're okay with it and I'm okay with it. So I don't understand why we have to change anything. And both of them, not so Rui, are just like, are you dumb? Like, honestly, are, are you just dumb? And in the end, we see um, Hina, they go to Natsuo's mom's grave. I guess it's kind of like a yearly thing for him. And Hina's like, oh, I broke up with him because I realized that he isn't as important to me as you two are. So like basically she's like, oh, I saw the light after that conversation. And honestly, I think this could go one of two ways. I think he could go... Number first, an obvious way is she's lying. She's lying to try to get them to feel better and... Get their relationship back on track. Get their relationship back on track or whatever. And she's just going to try to keep her relationship a secret so everybody's happy. But that's not going to work out. And that's what's going to happen. If that's not what happens, my great, great on to the writer for not making it as obvious as it clearly seems right now. I'm hoping that it goes option number two, which is the way of Bunny Girl Senpai, how we have this one little arc, like this one problem that they deal with, and now that it's concluded, we're moving on to something else. Something else for these characters to do. Yeah, I'm hoping that this entire series isn't purely about him trying to get his senpai, or his, not senpai, his sensei, to break up with someone, who's had, or to stop having an affair with someone. I, I hope it's more than that. But um, yeah. we'll, we'll see. We'll see. We'll update you guys again next week. Yeah. I mean, 
If you have a Twitter, tweet at us which way you think it's going to go. If you think Mr. Otaku is right, and we're about to have this really long series of trying to get an affair to end, let us know. If you think I'm right, for sure tweet at us and let us know that you think it's going to move on to another problem. And just for the record, I hope that I'm wrong. But <laughs> I hope I, he's wrong, I, too. But I, <laughs> it's not looking good. You know how anime can be very... Uh, tropish yeah but um and if you need to know i'd rather anime that's where you can tweet us at at i'd rather anime yep all right and the last thing that we watched um, oh no it's not the last thing oh no because we watched extra stuff you know we what did. let's let's take an ad break first ad break all right thanks guys for uh sticking with us through that ad um and ad break <laughs> yes all right, so we also watched Real Girl, the first season. Um, we're not going to go super into this. If you want to know more about what we think about Real Girl, you should follow us on Twitter. But um, Yes, there were a lot of tweets during this show. Let me tell we you guys We were not something. expecting to watch the show together or watch the show this week at all. We but, weren't. But it, it kind of just happened. It kind of just happened. Um, so we were watching, I was watching the dub version. And then Mr. Otaku came home from work and he was like, oh, what are you watching? And I was like, oh, let's finish this episode together. And then we watched 12 of them. Um, I took a break and finished Game of Hearts in between. But, you know. Yeah, that's completely different. But it was still the same day. Yeah. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. Mm -mm. Midnight makes it a new day. Oh, okay. Technicalities. (laughs) basically real girl season one um it's an ongoing anime so i think they're in the middle of season two right now they're five episodes into it just like all of our other weekly anime um this is not joining our weekly anime list we're gonna wait until it's completely done and then just binge the rest of the episodes but basically what it's about is you have sutsu and basically he gets a girlfriend and he's a complete like outcast social outcast uh, sits in the back of the room. Of course he sits by the window. I mean, it's anime. Uh, yes, because everybody sits by the window. They sit by the window or His they sit by the girlfriend is in a different window. class and she also sits by the window. Yeah. And the only reason we know that is because, one, we can see the, the window and two, nobody else in this anime, in this school, is animated. Literally, the only people who have talking lines are in the school. So that's kind of interesting. Yeah, pretty much. But yeah. um, basically, his girlfriend is Igarashi. And she's really pretty. And she's kind of a slut. At least that's her reputation. And she just walks up to him one day after he's nice to her. And they have cleaning duty together. And she's like, hey, go out with me. He's like, uh, no. Shut down. And then he gets to know her a little bit better. And then he asks her out. And now they're dating. And here's the thing. Here is the thing about Sutsu. I feel for Higurashi because Sutsu is like freaking dense, okay? He doesn't pick up on hints from other people. He doesn't realize what's going wrong at social situations. He doesn't realize that, oh, maybe I shouldn't give flowers to another girl when I'm arguing with my girlfriend because that's a bad idea. And then somebody else 
beats him and tells him that. And then, you know what he does? He goes and accepts a gift from said girl and then has the nerve to make a present for it and give it to his girlfriend like it was okay. And then turns around and gives some to the other girl too. Like, bruh, do you know what kind of trouble you're getting yourself in? But the reason I am so passionate about this, the reason why I really feel for Igarashi is because the level of denseness that Tsutsu shows in this show is equivalent to the denseness that Mr. Otaku has. And it's amazing because I was watching this and I was like, oh my God, they really had to have interviewed you to make this anime. There's no <laughs> way that they could have just made this up without your help. <laughs> like, honestly, all those situation guys translate into real life for us. So I think they're gonna make it, honestly. I think there's I think they're gonna be solid as a rock once they get through these things. But <laughs> You know, I, I feel for her. I really do. Because <laughs> it's frustrating. And they're like, the other people are like, can you catch a hint? Like, do you honestly? And the other people in the anime are so confused. And they're looking at him like, are you honestly this dumb? Do you not know why she's mad? He's like, no, I don't. Somebody, please tell me what's going on. He it's doesn't just understand why they get angry and why they get upset and what's going on. And I understand that. I understand. Y'all, while it's we were just watching like this, don't make sense. It's like why it doesn't make sense you, why, to him. Why, okay, why is because she randomly getting upset. Like it's not random. Yes, it's not yes, random. Yes, it's not random when you can see the whole thing. But as an individual, like you can't see everything. You can't. Y'all, he is lying because looks. we were watching this and he was honestly like looking at me like do you know why she's mad i'm like yeah i know why she's mad the better question is do you know why she's mad he's like no i don't know why she's mad i don't think he did anything wrong that is the problem that is the problem yes 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 that that is the problem but let's move on to a different aspect of his character he's kind to everyone that's the problem okay yes it's still a problem whatever he's kind to everyone which is apparently a problem um he uh doesn't care about what people think so things don't matter to him like there was this other guy uh takanashi or whatever who was trying to get with igarashi and um i don't say that name right yeah yeah i'm just looking at you because i'm listening to you oh wow that's this that's, that's oh rude <laughs> rude you know what all right um so um, <laughs> i'm done with this conversation all right, so basically, he's like, oh, you're not good enough for her, blah, 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 blah. And, he can, and they end up talking in this park or whatever, having this confrontation. Dude calls over his little sister, tells her to scream, and then, uh, a, of course, a police officer comes over immediately, and he's like, hey, this guy was trying to uh, grab my uh, little sister or whatever. So it ends up being this big whole thing. He doesn't actually get in trouble because there's no proof. But, I mean, the rumors spread immediately, and this thing gets way out of control. He spreads and, the rumors. He, and posts, he, and it, and he it, takes it, a picture of it, of him getting arrested by the police, and he posts it all over the school. Yes, and it gets uh, it, it gets bad. And, like, he like he doesn't have any friends, so, so he's never formed any relationships with anybody at school. So he's like, even if I tell them the truth, they're not going to believe me. So he was like, whatever, I'll just take his... He's like, I'm unfazed. He's like, I wasn't that high up on the social ladder, so you really can't kick me down that far. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, it's whatever. It's like this. I've been here. Like, like been here, done that. Like this is a this is worse because they think I'm like I'm I'm a pedophile or something. But whatever. And then he, <laughs> but he just he just takes it. Y'all, the funniest thing. The He's... funniest thing. Let me say it. The funniest thing. All right. 
Go ahead, you can say it. Okay, so he's walking, right? And they're just throwing stuff at him. Papers, pencils. They they wrote the word pervert on the back of his shirt. And he's just walking around, right? And then they he somebody throws an egg at his face. A right? hard-boiled egg. And he catches it. He looks at it. He's just like, a hard-boiled egg? Like, somebody took the time to make this. Somebody took the time to make but this. This is why, this is another thing where Sutsu and Mr. Otaku are like, because they're so savage. He just, he goes and he sits down on the roof and he peels the egg and he eats it. It's like, well, somebody like, took well, the time to make it. It's like, well, you like, 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 got free lunch out of it. You know? <laughs> He's so amazed by it. And that's what I like about this anime. I like that everybody in this anime is completely 100% unfazed by other people. Because, oh, the blunt truthfulness of this anime makes it hilarious. Right? Like, okay, so um, Arisa, she is like, she's like that that girl in high school where she she changes boyfriends like she changes clothes. clothes right? She likes everybody. She sees a cute face, go out with me. Right? So Takanashi, the one who came on to... Uh, What's her name? Igarashi. Igarashi. Basically, she goes up to him and she's like, go out with me. And he's like, no. And she's like, okay, so why won't you go out with me? He just starts listing it off. There's no sexual appeal. You seem like a pain in the ass. And honestly, he says something else. Yeah, but but he's just he's like... Just he's listing just, it off he unfazed. He's off unfazed. I mean, the way he lifts his things off, he lifts them off immediately. Like, oh, he he's like, oh, you're too faced. He doesn't have to think about it. I mean, he it just flies straight out. And then she, this becomes, I think, a running trope throughout the the rest of the anime, where she's like, "Go out with me." He's like, "Not a chance." Go out with me. Nope. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> so eventually, they're gonna go out. Probably. Yeah. And like a sundir type relationship, probably with him. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. But anyway, the other thing that I really like is Igarashi and her like straightforward bluntness. Like she's that way with everybody. With um, Sutsu, she. First of all, respect goes to her for breaking down all these situations where he's wrong and doesn't understand. Because from personal experience, that takes time and effort and energy. So kudos to her for doing that, for one. But then she's also telling him like, okay, you need to stop being so insecure. Like I'm with you because I want to be with you. So you need to accept that I'm with you and I'm not going anywhere. Like if I was just going to leave you for somebody who looks nice, then I would have done that already. So respect for that and then also she's just so honest with Takanashi the first time they meet he's like trying to ask her out and she's like eh, not interested I have a boyfriend I'm not interested in you kick rocks keep going leave me alone and she basically tells him like I don't need you to understand why I'm going out with my boyfriend and I don't need your permission to go out with my boyfriend so bye and then when they actually start hanging out more he tries to quote-unquote apologize and she's like, okay, I already told you that I'm not going to forgive you for basically calling him a pedophile and trying to get him arrested and spreading that all over the school. And now you're over here trying to make excuses for why you did what you did, which kind of just makes you worse. So I'm not going to forgive you for that either. I don't like you, but you know, we're hanging out with everybody else. So let's try to have a good time. Mm-hmm. And she's just straight like, I hate you, but we can all have fun together. Yeah. And I love the bluntness. It's really good. It is. Um, but um, Real Girl wasn't even the anime we were, we were planning on binging this week. No, it wasn't. The actual anime we were planning on binging was, was Ulysses Jean de Arc and the, the Alchemist Knight. Which we refer to here as, as Jean de Arc. 
Ulysses? Well, can we just say Ulysses? In my mind, it's John DeArc. I still don't know who John DeArc is. John is the girl who took the Philosopher's Stone. Oh, her name is John. Yes, her name is John. And that the makes... Ark is for the saint that she becomes. Oh, okay. So that's where the Ark comes from. Okay. All right. That makes sense. We watched this whole anime. He just not figured it out, you guys. <laughs> like, what? I thought, I thought that was obvious. Okay. But um anyway, this one was okay. I hated it from the big be- at the beginning, but I guess it got better. It, it definitely it was I didn't think it was that bad at the beginning. I thought it had interesting premises, but Mrs. Otaku could not stand the first few episodes of this mm-hmm. anime. I already call it quits. But um I think it turned out to be pretty good. And it's kind of basic, but I mean, it was good, but it's kind of basic. Okay, it was still good, in my personal opinion. Like, it wasn't trash. He just it likes it because there are boobs everywhere. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, but uh, that's not the point. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so basically, because it doesn't seem like Mr. Otaku is jumping in here to explain to you what John Arc is about, basically you have Montmorency, right? First of all, these are all French people, French and English people, so these names are probably going to mess you up. But you have Montmorency, and he's a kid, and he comes from, like, this noble family, and he wants to be an alchemist, so he starts trying to learn alchemy and read grimoires and learn about the Philosopher's Stone as a kid, and he has three best friends. Shocker, they're all girls. One is the princess of the kingdom. One is... um a girl who's going to grow up to be a super powerful knight because she comes from a knight, a knighted family. And the other one is from an independent nation, right? And as kids, they decide, we're all going to be best friends forever, no matter what happens. Yep. And then fast forward to the war starting. The soldier girl gets called out to war. She gets kidnapped by the English army. And basically, she keeps expecting Montmorency to come save her. In order to save her, he decides that he needs the power of the Philosopher's Stone because he's an intellectual. He is not a fighter. So he, by, in trying to learn the get the powers of the Philosopher's Stone and immortality, um, basically this little fairy shows up and she is the queen of the fairies. And basically what she does is she distorts his view of time. So he spends seven years trying to figure out how to make the elixir so that he can take the, the philosopher's, philosopher's stone because apparently you have to like eat it and ingest it yeah or whatever but if you take the if you eat it without having the elixir um, the elixir it'll then kill you they'll kill you instantly instantly so he's been trying to figure out how to make this elixir for seven years and, and he doesn't realize it until after the fact yeah so um basically their friendship is shot because he's disappeared for seven years he disappeared for seven years and he was nowhere to be found and all of them needed him so basically fast forward what ends up happening is he ends up in this accident where he creates the the elixir inside of his body like his saliva becomes the elixir right but the problem with that is his body is creating so much elixir that he can no longer swallow the philosopher's stone because if he does it's the, the bad ca- things could happen bad things it goes from bad to extremely bad to worse to armageddon right yeah. that, that's the scale of things if he eats the philosopher's stone so basically what he does is he gives the philosopher's stone to this girl named jean she's yeah. a nice girl who's dying yeah. and she's he dying. 
he inserts this philosopher's stone and half of it to save her life, right? She becomes Jeanne d'Arc and she becomes like a super powerful, basically being or whatever. And but it only lasts for three minutes. She becomes a Ulysses. She kind of becomes what they call a Ulysses, which is basically somebody who has just power short of a god. Somebody who has the power of philosopher's stone. Yeah. And, um, but she could only do that for three minutes because she only took half of the Philosopher's Stone. And in order to continue getting the elixir, she basically has to continue making out with him. Yep. Because because as as soon as as the elixir hits the air, it it evaporates. So they have all of these adventures with trying to meet up with the princess who is his childhood friend and working with her to turn the tides of the war using the power of Ulysses. Right, and, and then we encounter several other Ulysses and not several, things. but just one. Mm, we uh, we uh, we uh, interact with several other um, philosopher stones. That's what I meant to say. There was only one other Ulysses, yeah. But there were several other philosopher stones in different forms. One of them was King like, Arthur's sword. And the other one was like one the, was the Holy Grail. Or, yeah. So, I mean, it's an interesting premise. Um, if you're not into boobs being everywhere and everyone trying to make out with the same guy, probably not the anime for you. But um, if that doesn't bother you and you're okay with some sword slashing and a little girl defeating everybody in a war, you know, go for it. Yeah. I think that I think that's enough. Um, so, yeah, what we're watching next week. Next week, we're watching all the same stuff, plus Goblin Slayer. Yes. And, uh, yeah, (laughs) if you like Goblin Slayer, you know, let us know. I'm a little nervous about the first episode because, you know, all the... the... All the horror stories and stuff that were coming out. Yeah. But, um... But overall, we've heard that it's a pretty good anime, so we're going to give, give it, it a try. try. And uh, I mean, if we can't stomach it, then we then, can't stomach. Then it. we can't stomach it. But I don't think that's going to be a problem. I doubt an anime can really be quite that bad. But we'll see. All right. So moving on to the anime question of the week. So last week we asked you guys, who said this infamous quote? The difference between a master. And a novice is that the master has failed more times than the novice has tried. So the correct answer to that was Koro Sensei from Assassination, Assassination Classroom. Classroom. So shout out to Mellow's Anime. They were the first one to respond. Followed by Myotaku Anime and Oldish22. Please, if you guys have a Twitter, please go follow all of them because, I mean, if you love anime... Why not follow them? All of them know their anime. They have great anime content. And Oldest22 is also a streamer. So if you like, I think I think he does games. I have, have to double check. Follow but him on Twitter and you'll find out. For sure. Oldest22 is O-L-D-I-S-H-2-2-2. Mellow's anime is Mellow S anime. And My Otaku anime is exactly like it sounds. My Otaku anime. So... Go follow all of them. They're wonderful. Tell them that you heard about it on our podcast. And yeah, if you want to be giving us shout outs on our next podcast episode, number 27, coming up on that 30 mark real quick, then 
please answer our next question. And our next question is. Dun, 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 dun. What? Go ahead. You got it. Oh, it's not? Okay. Yeah, go ahead. What did Ciel, Ciel, uh, Ciel, uh, I can't even say his name. <laughs> what did Ciel give up to make a pact with the demon who was one hell of a butler? We'll pin the question to our profile on Twitter and add it to our Instagram. If you have the answer, comment, retweet. You know what? <laughs> he uh, tried to do my job, you guys. I tried, I tried. But anyway, the first three people to tweet us the answer... Um, we'll give you a shout out on the next episode of the podcast. Yes, it's also going to be on our Instagram. So if you prefer Instagram over Twitter, you can also leave a comment there and it'll be just the same. All right. So that's it. <laughs> Thank you guys for tuning in to this episode of the I'd Rather Animate podcast. If you liked it, please subscribe and then go tell your friends about it and have them subscribe. And then after you've done that, make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at I'd Rather Animate and check us out at I'd Rather We know you can be doing other things, so thanks for animating with us. Until next time, peace. Out. While all this is happening, we find out that um, the redheaded evil girl, I mean, I'm calling her a girl, but in my mind, I called her something much, much ruder. They freed her or whatever. And the first thing she did was turn on them like, are y'all dumb? Speaking of emotional investment and intense. Ah, the promise never lands. Oh my gosh. Okay, so that's not normal. What about your wife? Is your wife okay with this? How does your wife feel about this scenario? So like, can we watch some anime now?